by the news of one more day of pain. When will this madness come to an end? At what time will we act? When will we face the facts? We need an open heart to find a different path. Who will do this to our children? Poor bullets like the rain. How could any deity permit this gruesome game? I heard the mother from the room what is it I can do how can I get to you we need an open mind all of us will lose the angels they are crying there's no song to ease their pain they heard the same old story And heard it all again They cannot figure why A great democracy Cannot find ways and means To thwart evil Oh, I, I can't do that. The angels, they are crying Okay. For the children and the scribes. So once you get it, for those who left our earth. Put the back in the name. And those <laughs> they left behind. behind. You the tears won't stop. The faces must not fade. They beg us to move forward. It's time to change our ways. Shooting, we've heard those words before. The glare of the lights doesn't tell the story. From the schoolyard to the corner, the movies to the mall. What will you do this time? Ignorance is a brutal crime. We need a heart on fire to get it right this time. The angels, they are crying. There's no song to ease their pain. They've heard the same old story and heard it all again. They cannot figure why a great democracy Cannot find ways and means to thwart evil. The angels, they are crying for the children and their scribes. For those who left earth and those they left behind. The tears won't stop. The children are crying. And we're hearing them five years later, after the massacre at Sandy Hook is being commemorated here in Connecticut. And you were listening to Steve Mednick, 
a local New Haven songwriter with an international follower, performer, recording artist, who wrote a song about Sandy Hook that you just listened to. The Angels Are Crying, and you're listening to Dateline New Haven. I'm your host, Paul Bass, and Steve Mendick is in our studio today along with another local musician with an international following, Tabiza. And they're going to talk about the music they make, its relevance today, and what we should be doing, where politics and music meet. And they both have some exciting new developments in their careers. Steve has a new album out with politically tinged music and personal music that uh, it's coming out, I think, in the next two days. And you're going to hear live from Steve in the studio today some of that music. He's going to perform it. And Tabiza, who moved here from South Africa, recording artist and performer in South Africa, is now living in New Haven's Westville neighborhood. And she has a big gig coming up this weekend, Saturday evening at Keller Liddell. Hope I said that right. I always get I always kind of stumble over the name of that gallery. Keller Liddell. She's got a, a concert this Saturday night where you can watch her live. We've been getting to know her in our community. Hey folks, thanks for coming <coughs> in the studio today. Yay. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> so Steve Mennick, you I first met you in the eighties when you were a New Haven Alderman. Yeah. Back when they called it Alderman. From Westville. From Westville. And um, you became a uh, you're, you're a lawyer, a specialist in municipal law. You're mm-hmm. also a fundraiser for politicians, very involved in national pl- politics. But for the last 15 years, you've had a second career as a successful songwriter, performer, and uh, recording artist. Well, I don't know about successful. I'm prolific. Well, you know, <laughs> we've only had the New Haven, this radio station, <laughs> WNHH Radio, has been around yeah. for two and a half years. In that time, I think you've had three separate albums come out. Am I wrong about that? Um, Probably, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're probably right. It's uh, the newest one is my 14th. You just don't stop. 12 years. Well, wow. I love writing. It's it's great. It's just a great uh, way to spend your time. And Tabiza, you're a songwriter as well as a performer too. I am. <laughs> so I know that you know some of the music you do. You do covers of people who inspired you, like Miriam Akemba. Yes. In in um in when you lived in South Africa. Yes. But you also when you record, you tend to do originals yes which you're in a jazz would you say more of like a jazz mode r&b how would you put it yeah World it's, music it's, yeah it's very hard to put it into one genre as i don't like to box myself because really like like uh, um i love writing how i feel so it could be pop sometimes i feel happy and excited about and that's life. not a dirty word by the way no <laughs> Like a Rolling Stone is also in some ways pop. <laughs> exactly. So, so sometimes I and feel... And Lady Smith Black Umbazo. Ex- that's, that's, exactly. Umbazo, that's pop. Yeah, yeah. That is right. So I really write how I feel and 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 and, and the beats or, or, or the melody of the song just really is determined by how I'm feeling at that moment. And then and then when it comes to now composing the music uh, in itself, with, depending on the person I work with, it changes into whatever it wants to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't set myself to write a jazz song. But if it feels like it's a jazz song, you can tell from the beginning when you start the song, when you write it, that this is going to be a jazz song. You can just tell when you start sometimes, not on all the songs. Um, so I really love jazz. So I really try to put that in, that influence into my music and um, and also just a bit of soul. I call it soul, you know, because that sort of helps me not to just put it into one box because soul can be anything, you know. So, um, yeah. 
So Steve has been doing. Hey, Steve. Well, I was going to say that it's a, it's a wonderful statement because I think that one of the problems in music is that we set up these little boxes. That yes. You're in the pop world, or you're in the folk world, or you're in the jazz right. world, or you're in the Which international. Which is really world. idiotic to musicians. It's totally <laughs> idiotic to musicians. Um, on, on my new song, I have uh, the my new, new album. Pretty crucial. Yeah, with I have two two songs on the new album. Uh, neither of which I'm going to play today because they're more complicated. That are very jazz. Um, have a very jazz feel to them, which Ooh. is very different than some of the other things i've done but some mm. of the musicians as you're working in the studio take a song in a different direction you That's have right. a song that comes from your heart or your soul you go into the studio with your little folk guitar your exactly. piano and then somebody's sitting there across from you and he says hey how about this little flourish here exactly and then all of a sudden it's a different rhythm it takes into a different something place. Else. Yeah. so right. steve kind of took off with the second career in his 50s right Ooh. Yes. And even though he had, you know, as a kid, he went from Waterbury to Greenwich Village to play it up in Mike Nice at Greenwich Village. He always loved music. Ooh. Whereas the Beza, you're still in your 20s, right? I wish. Oh. Thank you. I, I'm in my 30s. Okay. Um, but you started I your. I wish I were there. <laughs> I would take 40s or 50s. Yeah, 40s uh, would be fine so, too. Uh, but Tabiza, you did start your career in the 20s. You recorded two albums in South Africa. I did. I did. I've, I've always uh, sang, uh, um, obviously, when I was younger, but not professionally. But in my 20s, and then I delved into the professional world where I, I, I signed in the company and it, I was very scared and I felt like it's so risky to just give away your music. That's what I felt it was. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. Life is all about risks. Take it. What have you got to lose? You have so many years coming in your, in your life. Just do it. Sign up. And I, so, but I went safe. I went with a small independent company and um, I thought that was the best for me at the time. So um, we did two albums um, with them and now I'm done. I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. So what? But you came to the U.S. That that kind of uprooted the base of your career, right? Because your following was in South Africa, right? Yes. So, so what does that mean for your career coming here? Oh my goodness! Like Makes you came me... here for marriage, like your your husband, right? He works yes. at Yale. You know? My my husband works in close enough. Um, I stay in Yale. He works at Hopkins. Okay. A wonderful school. He works there, and um, he's very supportive of my career. So when when I did my second album. Ayo Didi, I just finished, we just released it. And then um, we realized that we would have to move here in a short space of time. And I didn't have time to promote my album. I didn't have time to go out and do this and all of those wonderful things that come with promoting your album. But then I had an opportunity to do it at all. And I, ha and, and I had only two, uh, two weeks left pretty much to be in South Africa before we moved here. So I did a tour in, in, in about almost two weeks. Uh, around like, regionally and that was the best I could do at the time to promote my album and it was a wonderful little tour and it was great everybody was so receptive of the music but then I figured you know what this is an opportunity for me to be in the United States of America because when you live in other countries we know America is one of the big influential uh, uh, countries in the world and I thought what better place to to do my music than to come in the world where there's all the lions and tigers of the music you know i'd rather join them and be one of them and i want and this is my opportunity to come and meet great people and create music and maybe it can help my music to be better than i i believe it is you know all right let's, so, let's get a taste of that music so we heard steve mendick's recording of the song inspired by newtown the angels are crying it's a really good song steve. thank you paul thank you. and uh, and that today is the fifth anniversary today is the fifth, of the that, that's why i, I brought and, it uh, along we know there that. have been massacres that definitely uh, have uh, affected the affected what people wrote musically in South Africa where Tabisa's from. Tabisa, huh? you brought in a CD. I one did. Of your what I did. CD is this? Let me tell you this and the beautiful viewers out there. Bear with me because I, I at home, too, with the technology has moved. I don't have a CD player at home. 
we talked to Alexa with a robot. Alexa, play this song. And Alexa does not want to play my songs. So it was hard for me to play my See, CD. I knew Alexa was going to have a separate <laughs> yeah. corporate agenda. I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so so I, I did not listen to the CD to see the songs I wanted. But I, 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 can't, I can't prepare it. I have my voice. So right. if that doesn't work, I've got my voice. Well, I'll we do got it. Your Acapella. CD. Exactly. Ooh. That's Last what I'll she do. Here, she did a great jam with the Connecticut Folk Troubadour. It was great. That's of cool. summertime. But anyway, here's Tabiza from one or who two recording albums and give it give it a listen. Oh, 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 oh,
is Tabiza, South Africa's gift to new... A three-year-old. Oh, a ten? Ten and three. Ten and three. Wow. Okay, so that obviously you write personally in your music, but do you also write a lot politically the way Stephen does? Does politics infect what you write? Um, you know, they do, but I have not recorded anything that is um, political. But um, lately, I feel like naturally the universe is driving me to do that. Um, so when I've written, I think there is actually one song that's on my album um, that's called What Goes Around Comes Around. But um, it's more um, about women abuse. And, and a woman, it's a story about a girl who just would not tolerate being abused anymore, who is, who is always thought that it was her fault, that she had been abused, because that's how, that's how men are supposed to love their women. And, and, and then sort of felt like, actually, this is not right. You know, why are other, uh, other people there so happy and genuinely happy? There must be something better than this. So I wrote a song about a story like that when someone comes to a realization that actually life is much better than that and it, life is such a treasure in its own existence. So you, um, what, what motivated you to write that song? Um, through experience. It was experience. And also seeing around me where I was, how men generally treated women and how it was normalized that if a man doesn't hate you, he doesn't love you enough. Wow. My dad used to say to me, honey, when I, when, I'm da- when I used to date at the time, uh, I was still dating, he would say, is this boy treating you nicely? I hope you're not going to be one of those girls like around here that love being hit and believe that a man loves you more when it hits you. Don't be those girls that say, you know what? You just slapped me. Why don't you just hit me with the fridge? Then I'll believe me. You really love me. You know, but it was, you would, you would put a joke into it. Like you would rather you, that people would prefer that to be beaten and hit and seemed like the women wow. are so accustomed and used to being hit that they believe that if this guy doesn't beat me, then he doesn't really love me as he says he does, you know. So, uh, and I knew it was always better. I would not settle for something like Good that. Good thing for you had that dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but now uh, think of how timely that is. That is a political song because what happens to women is political, like in, in, in terms of relationships and crime. But also, we just had a primary in Alabama that shook the country where we have a moment now in politics and government and media in sports now yeah. and, and where, where the abuse by men of women or even just harassment which yes. isn't an even yes. is catching up to them in this incredible way, all of a sudden touching everyone except the president of the United States where Coming. there are these, where these consequences where senators rap or other musicians, heads of movie studios, people have to resign from their jobs, longtime journalists because of these allegations. Steve, you've been writing a lot since president Trump's election about the mood of the country on issues mm. like this one. How does this affect the way you see what's going on? How will it affect your music? Well, I'm sure it'll affect my music at some point. I have not written anything specifically off of this one. It's it's a very complicated issue, and uh, and I and I'm glad it's finally uh, reached this level where this is this is uh, kind of the norm uh, in the the world that we see, the world we see on television. My concern is that, uh, and my hope actually, let me say, my hope is that this reaches beyond the level level of celebrity. Right now we're seeing an awful lot in the world of celebrity, what's happening. Good what's point. happening in the little corner mm-hmm. store down the street here? That's what's right. happening in the office uh, down the hall? Right. Um, and uh, this goes on all the time. And women in that circumstance don't have uh, Gloria Allred waiting to represent them. 
And so my hope is that uh, this will permeate the culture. And, and, now, and when that, you guys look that may be the approach Alabama I take at some Doug point. Doug Jones beating Roy Moore in the primary, even though Alabama... It's an election. It was an election. I'm sorry, an election. Yeah. Yeah. Democrat beat a Republican in a state that I believe was it 25, 35 years last uh, elected a Republican. 25 years. A, Demo- a Democrat senator. It was really the current, close. The current Republican senator is that Democratic senator, by the way. Right. The man who did not vote for the Republican right, right. was the last Democrat and, elected. And uh, they... Um, and then he switched parties. He switched parties, yes. But what was interesting is that white women were still voting for Roy Moore. Yeah. I believe it was two-thirds, according to exit polls. And yet, do you think this is the issue that tripped them up? Because black voters also came out in force. They, they determined this election, even though it wasn't a black candidate, even though they kind of didn't turn out that same way for Hillary Clinton. Do you see anything significant in the black vote there, either about the issue of how men treat women or what's going to happen next in the politics of this country? People are fed up. Um, people, are, actually, you know, we are wonderful people. We are one. We are a wonderful species. It's just that we've been conditioned in so many different ways, and in not necessarily in so many great ways. Like the women that have voted, whether it's the white women or maybe the black women that may have voted for Roy, it's not because they're bad people. It's simply because they've been conditioned to believe that they are second class humans. And maybe the women didn't have fathers like your father, the, who said, exactly. "Don't settle for being it's treated that way." It, it did not, you want to say something? It's no, when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, my, my concern, I, I look at this in a very positive way. This could be, uh, on the on the downside, this could be an aberration, such as the election. Uh, it was only one, perc- one or two percent. The, the yeah. election that occurred in Massachusetts after Teddy Kennedy passed yeah. away, uh, and, and that Republican did not hold that onto Scott that seat Brown. very long, yeah. Scott Brown. Um, on the other hand, it could be the awakening yeah. of, of a constituency in the South uh, that I've been uh, concerned about, that I've I, over my years in politics have thought needed to be awakened, and that is um, the the uh, black residents of the South. That's right. We've had kind of a reverse migration um, that uh, has occurred in the last decade or so, and I think if uh, people start voting in numbers led by black women, yes, and in the significant conference taking place right now yeah. in New Haven, the African American wins. Mary- African American Mayor Association today yeah. is having a conference for black women yeah. running for office hosted by Tony Harp at the Omni. Well, oh, wow. A great leader to do that. Story, yes. Stories in the New Haven Independent about that today. Yeah. So, Steve, you also wrote a book about the white voters in the South, right? And the white voters who voted for Trump. And you want them to change their mind, too. And I people do. haven't figured out, pollsters or politicians, how to get them to renounce their views on Trump and the Republican Party. But I think you have a song that you have on your new album that's going to change all their minds and lead to democratic landslides in the next election. Am I right or wrong? Well, I have a song. It's not on my new album. It's a song that I've written from the next album I'm working on. Uh, wow, you don't stop. I don't stop. I have the, the next two. I hope two, I'll be there. Yeah, the next two worked out. We'll get you in and do some singing on the next do, one. Do you want some background singing today? <laughs> well, if she, can, if she can improvise. I've never played this song. Give it a shot if we'll you see, want. We'll see how it goes. But, so, yeah. Steve, what song is this? It's a song called Can We Steal Back the Time. Uh, and and it's... Uh, and to whom is it addressed? It was addressed to um, a group of people that I have had a hard time understanding. Uh, those people who tipped the balance in, um, in uh, 2016. In Western, in Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, Southern Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin right? um, and other parts, Florida, other parts of the country. Um, people who are genuinely concerned and upset um, and uh, kind of fall, fell into a trap, I think, uh, the last time. Well, thank and, God you've now written a song that's not going to be on this album, but the next song, but in time probably for the midterm elections, I'm guessing, which uh, is going to change the politics is. of this country. Steve Mennick, 
with Tabiza if she feels like it, improvising. Can we steal back the time? All right, thank you. I've never done this one live. I just did a demo last week. I came from nothing and was headed nowhere. Some broke in the line and robbed my share. I was a ghost in the darkness, was left for dead. A fire resentment flamed up inside my head. Now I've got nothing. My dream deferred. I wake each morning, go to work. Who should I trust? Who should I resent? I work for scraps, just try to get by. See the private jets in the sky, they're flying high. They've been playing me for a fool. When they say I've been pushed aside by those who cross the borderline, I get angry and confused. Can we steal back the time? Can we steal back the time? Can we steal back the time? I'm just hungry and forgotten. I have no time for your war of words I'm sick and tired of my dream deferred If only we would take control free our bodies and cleanse our very souls We can't be fooled again by a liar When they say I've been pushed aside By those who cross the borderline I get angry And confused Can we still back the time can we still back the time? Can we still back the time? I'm just angry and confused. All right. Can we steal back the time? That is Steve Mendick live in the studio on WNHH Radio's 
Dateline New Haven. And we have two great local talents in the studio today. Tabiza, recording artist and songwriter, lives in Westville. And Steve Menick, recording artist and songwriter who li lived in Westville, now lives in Hamden, two inches over the New Haven line. Let's right? call it Whitneyville. Let's call it Whitneyville. Call it Whitneyville. So you wrote that song geared to a Trump voter as a white minority that is trying to hold on to an old way of life in which they had the power in the country and they feel their power slipping. Tabizi, you come from South Africa where 20 years ago there was a white minority that actually ruled the country through apartheid for decades. And then they, you lived through a transition. You were quite young, I would assume. I was quite young. But this I was an historic transition. Then the end was not bloody, which a black majority took control. When you hear Steve singing about the white voters who are clinging on to that old way of having power through Donald Trump, and you look at what you and your family lived through in South Africa, what goes through your mind? First of all, that was a beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. It almost put tears out when I was holding back the tears. I'm like, look pretty, look pretty. I almost <laughs> cried because it, re it resonates with me. And, and also, I mean, with the, with the world we live in at, at this, moment, at this moment, moment in time, but South Africa is very young when it comes to the democracy. We are still babies and um, we're on our knees learning to, to, to you know, crawl and we, we want to we walk now. And it's never easy when you want to walk because there's a lot of falling, there's a lot of crying, there's a lot of bruising. And that's what's happening at this point in time. You've got the white people saying that, yo, these white black people are complaining so much. What are they talking about? They want the land. What land? And the black people are like, we want our land so that we can, once we have that wealth, we can also learn to be self-sufficient uh, again. We can learn to, 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 to leave our children with a place that they can call home truthfully so. And, and that they can also build their own wealth because... Because the wealth is all is is, is in the one percent. So and, you know, we watched in South Africa that that transition was made. Yes, the, uh, that, democracy is difficult, but it was made. It was made. And Will you, it be made here? Will the non-white emerging majority have equal rights and be able to have self-determination, or do you think this backlash that Steve was describing in his song is going to fight will, hard? It will be made, but it won't come tomorrow. And the thing is this, people like Steve, like yourself, and a whole lot of other people should not stop talking, should not stop confronting, should not stop having this conversation over dinner table, over dinner tables. It's not a black people thing. It's not a Latino thing. It's everybody's thing. With, with my country, I feel like the whites of South Africa, and I have beautiful friends in South Africa that are whites that are open-minded, that are that are actually understanding what privilege is. They understand what they, they what understand what had happened in the past and how it's affecting the people today and how it's shaped people today. That meaning the black people now, how it's shaped them, how they are not educated educated as they should have been, you know now. And everybody is just grab, um, grappling to be in a place where they can be on the same level and actually challenge themselves through character instead of color, you know. So. Uh, here, you guys are, are older than us, but the problem is that I don't think people have spoken completely honestly about it. You know, they've they've put the cream and said this is the idea we want to have, and then let's just work. Let's just eat the cream, but you gotta have the cake to keep that cream, you know, uh, uh, standing. So now this is what's gonna happen. Now people like Steve are gonna talk about it. They're gonna sing about it, and they're gonna get, attract people that are like him, that think alike, and they they can have influence whether in pubs when they're sitting having. Drinks instead of talking about oh black people they are robbing us yeah black people that's just who they are and then you're like no that's not true 
And then it starts there. Same as with women. When men are sitting in bars, they go like, oh, I'm going to touch that girl's meow, meow. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, then, and then Steve like, yeah. don't talk like that. Now, they can, he can have a conversation and actually be blunt. I'm not always but good at confronting that. You, like, I don't laugh long, you gotta, but I'm not good at confronting. You got to try. You got to try. You got to say, So I feel bad, like, I who, am I to, who am I to tell someone what to be? I don't want to laugh long and participate, but, like, yes. who am I to act like I'm better than somebody no, else? No, you know, that's not, that's the thing. You should not think like that. That's what kills us. Well, and that's that's precisely the issue. One of the things I like about the election in Alabama is Matt Jones um, speaks with a southern accent. You mean Doug Jones? I'm sorry, Doug, Doug Jones. Jones. Doug Jones speaks with a southern accent. We haven't had a major elected official outside of uh, Senator Nelson in Florida, uh, who and, and, and Governor Cooper in in, um, in uh, North Carolina that speaks with a southern accent. We need some people down there who can speak the language and kind of. Um, I'm not bringing, talking about bringing back. Um, uh, some of the corruption of Huey Long, but some of the populism How about of Huey Bill Long. Clinton? Uh, Bill Clinton as well. Bill Clinton was the last hope, but you know we lost the South after Bill Clinton. We lost uh, Tennessee after Al Gore. Although we Obama had some one parts of the South back again. That's I, a, I, I think that, that there's an emerging um, majority in the South and a coalition in the South that has the real potential to uh, change the face of the country. Um, you know, there's a lot of literature out right now uh, that really. Uh, questions, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the book right now, um, um, Strangers in Their Own Land, which was mm-hmm. done by uh, a Berkeley a sociologist, which talked about, uh, in Louisiana, the issue of environmental degradation. Now, what should be um, evangelical about that? What should be um, uh, religious about the that? Opposite. People, the opposite should just, be to save the earth. It should be to save the earth. Yes. <clears throat> but in, in, in Louisiana... It has not grabbed on to people, and there's evangelical rationales for opposing environmental policies of the federal government. We want the federal government off our back, and we don't care if they come in and pollute because they're giving us jobs, and the truth is they don't get the jobs. And we need to have a new populism in the South that's an honest populism uh, that that's just doesn't play to people's fears. It's asking an awful lot, but I'm hoping that uh, we have a governor in Louisiana, we have a senator now in Alabama, we have... Uh, um, a governor in North Carolina, and almost all the state governments completely controlled by Republicans, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and and it's very critical that 2018, leading to two to, uh, to 2020, that the Democrats have a, um, a, a a real strong effort to take back some state legislatures and get control of the districts. That's the bottom line. We lost the districts in 2010. And the Democrats have never been good at building the party. I'm being too technical as a politician right now. I uh, have never been good at building those foundations to protect us for the, the decade ahead. And as long as we have political redistricting, we've got to get control and work toward a, a 2020 majority in, in a number of states. All right. And Steve Mendick and Tabisa, think about those issues in their music. And they're playing their music and talking about their music on WNHH Radio's Dateline New Haven. Tabiza and Steve Mendick, two local wonderful recording artists, songwriters, and performers. Tabiza, you're performing this Saturday night at Keller, Keller Liddell on Whaley Avenue in Westville Village. I believe it's 7 o'clock it starts. 7 o'clock. You're going to have team, Tim Kane backing you on the horn. I will have Tim Kane backing me on the horn. I'm going to ask you to get close to the mic. Yeah. Thanks. I will have Tim Kane backing me, backing me on the horn. Tim Kane is a wonderful guy. Thank you, Tim Kane, for joining me. And um, I will have Eric Ray on percussion. Who writes in and says, go to Biza. Um, I, will also, I will also have um, Mark. We came here one time. Mark is a guitarist. Yeah, he's good. Mark Pel- Pelicio, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Mm-hmm. And what I, 
what I aim to do on, on that day is to really introduce myself to people of, um, of New Haven, Westville, and, uh, and other neighboring uh, neighborhoods. Now, you did introduce yourself at the Eli Whitney Folk Festival this I did. summer. I did. And you did an art walk in May. You played at Lyric Hall, correct? Yes. How did that go? Well, that was, the art walk, um, that, was a, that was by chance that I was at Lyric Hall. It's one place I thought in my head, I want to go perform the one. That day. is great. It's an old vaudeville theater. They, they fixed back. It's up a great the theater. Yeah. And it happened by chance that, uh, thanks, thanks, rain. It rained. I was supposed to perform out. And, and then we were told we're going to have to do the shows inside Lyric Hall. So I got to perform on that stage where I was thinking this whole time that I need to do a show one day there. I don't know when, but mm -hmm. I need to do it. And it happened by chance. So that was great. So now you sing, are the songs you write are in Zulu? They are in Kosa. How do you spell that? X-H-O-S-A. Okay. Kosa. And last time you were here, we talked about the kind of percussive um, letters in that language. So times when I thought you were doing percussion, you were actually saying words. Yes, they were actually words. And then this next song you want to perform, does it have any in there? Is it also in that language? Um, I mean, I, I hope so. If not, then um, maybe I will sing an a cappella that has... Which do you prefer? Do you want me to play your next track? Or you want to do a cappella? Um, tough choice. Thanks. Give me a tough <laughs> But this choice. is life. You got to make the tough choices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I was thinking actually, I would I would do a different song by um, Mama Miriam Makeba. Okay. It's a jazzy song. I love her, and uh, this will be a song that's really dedicated for those as well that love jazz music and just relaxing and, and, and unwinding. Unwinding. All right. So, so what's the name of it? It's called. Nkilo, nkilo. And what's it about? It's uh, it's the sound of the bird that it makes. Um, oh. so it's like tweet tweet basically, pretty much. Um, it's about it's a love song, really. Um, it's a love song, and it's just it's, it's described in the sense that yeah, I hear a bird singing in the bush. I want to go find it, and it's calling me softly. So it's a song like that. All right. Uh, <clears throat> um. Devil is weak. Well, hello, hello. Your love, 
embetem ingubozim lope why embetem ingubozim bangu oh la le sicho le city tiri 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 Kilo, kilo, the rest will hear it on Saturday. Wow. At Keller Lerdell <laughs> Gallery at 7 p.m. on Saturday, December 16th. 16th. And uh, we're at Tabiza. South Africa's gift to New Haven. Is May I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then it's your show, Paul. No, no. It's your <laughs> show. I'm not, and I'm not going to ask you a question. You can ask me. Have you question. listened to Joni Mitchell? Joni Mitchell might have in bed with names. You need but to listen. You need to listen to Joni Mitchell. Write it down right now. Yeah, uh, I yeah, think she that, does folk combined with jazz. With yeah, her uh, and uh, there's a wonderful biography out about her right now. But I think Joni Mitchell is one of America's greatest writers. Prince thought she was one of America's greatest guitarists. She really yeah. uh, was very innovative on the guitar with alternate tunings, and but her vocalizing. Uh, very similar. I was thinking of her when I was listening to the McCabe's song that you were just singing. Okay. It was. Uh, uh, in her day, she, her her voice after fifty years of smoking three packs a day is oh, no. uh, a little uh, rusty. Yes. But uh, she had the most beautiful, beautiful instrument uh, you'll ever hear. Wow. You should listen to her. I think you'll I think you'll find her music interesting. Wow. So Tabiza, how are you finding audience reaction in your first year and a half? Is it correct in America? How am I finding compared to audiences in South Africa? Oh, oh my goodness! You know, it's interesting because at times. I don't really quite know what they think um, because obviously it was of the language uh, a barrier. But at the same time, I know people that love music do not care what language you sing your music. Mm. Music, mm. Has its, music in itself is a language. So they are just fine and they just love to hear the different sounds. Like they, It massages their ears and it's like, wow, this is different. And in fact, they end up leaving, trying to speak my language. Like, can you help me say you know which is very nice and i enjoy helping them out to you know exercise their tongue and saying those clicks that i said because it's totally completely different a language to what you guys have in america but i really i really feel like it's it's a it's it's they understand my music musically you know and then and they just are always interested to learning how to say my music and the words that i say in my music and 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 i love the mystery in it more than anything because in south africa they they know what i'm saying and hey people don't know what i'm saying and that makes it very interesting that you know there's a mystery in, it, it, make, it gives it a little bit of a flavor into my music now because that they don't know what i'm saying and they are so in tuned even more because they don't know what i'm saying so they are seeing what you're saying musically the, musically yes rather yes. than literally literally yes and they could feel it and they could yet, feel it. yet those of this uh, of us in this this country who speak the same language kind of talk past each other uh, <laughs> speak the same right. language and, and we have no idea what they say that can get yeah. us to speak with each other exactly. how do you promote that music so steven you've built a career in an area where technology up, overturn the industry. As soon as you started recording and performing, everything changed. Yeah, that's right. There's so no... now you've built a career, you've performed abroad, you've performed in the South, you've toured, and you've done it building your own music through your own recordings. That You use CD Baby, right? That's I noticed you put Ooh. your albums there. Amazon, CD Baby. And how have you used YouTube to build an audience? How have people I, I've found not used you? you? Paul, I'm a, not a commercial success. I'm, I'm just a, a writer. Uh, so I don't... Um, 
I should do more of that. I, um, but my, how do people my, find out about you in other venues, uh, in other I cities? Have a, for, I have somebody in uh, Sweden who distributes my music in Europe. Really? Yeah, so I have oh, a, I have, I have. How does uh, that work? Peter Homestead. He just discovered me somehow. I don't like know how, how he, he discovered you. I think he was just looking uh, for musicians as they were coming out on CD Baby, and, and uh, he uh, has a nice coterie of performers that he, he uh, works with in Europe. And I get reviewed there. If I wanted to tour, I could probably do some uh, clubs and wow. stuff like that. But, you know, um, it's... Uh, you I played do, a festival I, in Texas, didn't you? No, I played a festival in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga. And uh, last summer, my band opened up for uh, an oldie but goodie, uh, Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. Really? How did yeah. that happen? Uh, I just uh, asked if the band could play at the Hamden uh, Summer mm-hmm. Concert Series. How did you get to Chattanooga from New Haven? Chattanooga was different. Chattanooga, uh, there was a guy in my band, a drummer in my band originally, uh, worked for uh, public television. And somebody had told them that they were going to do a documentary on middle-aged rock and rollers in garage bands. And one of the things that they would do is they would film us recording. So you had to find a garage. And uh, we went to, actually none of us, we all have houses with nice studios in them so we, none of us are technically in a garage band yes. we're not 16 anymore yeah and um and then we got uh, we got to play uh, uh for uh, we uh, i'd like to say zz top um closed for us we actually opened <laughs> for zz top uh at the last night of the festival we were on stage one and they were on that the main stage fun. oh it was, it was the gas the uh, the one thing that was interesting about it is when we were starting the overflow crowds were in front of our stage we had twenty five thousand people in front of us and i said to the guys in the band please understand that the moment we start playing people are going to start leaving because they're not here for us they're here for zz top and uh and that was the reality of it and it was really um it was wonderful yeah. being on that big stage but it was a little disheartening to Aww. see twenty thousand of the twenty five thousand leave the room no. we still had five thousand people there yes. uh, which is a yeah. good crowd uh, well, it wasn't but, the good yeah but it was it was it was weird we were the exit we were the traveling music as jackie yeah. gleason used to call it and Tavisa, how do people find out about you? What modern marketing tools do you use to get um, your music out? I use a lot of Facebook, um, and I use uh, YouTube, so I share a lot of the videos that I have. And at this point in time, I'm very self-sufficient. I depend on me and what I do for me, whether I do live videos um, of what I'm doing in the day, whether I'm writing or I'm walking in the rain, and I start singing and, and start singing and then just share it with the people. Or um, I go out there and find gigs myself so that i can increase my fan base um, um, gain and where do most of your fans come from uh for now they're mostly around here in new haven and uh, in my area in westville as well and all like like you've said before that i performed in the city with the city folk uh festival and at uh, uh, the pop-ups with the uh, international festival of arts and ideas and um uh, so uh, the people that have been there you know, they. I've actually seen some people that I've seen in those pop-ups that have followed me in other gigs, which is oh, great, nice. and I'm really, really grateful for that. So you build that. a list of people who like to come see you? Come they see sign me. sign up, or do you get them from emails? Yes. Uh, okay. uh, that's what I actually intend to do now, and I, I've, I've, been, I've been intending to do it, but not having enough hands to do all of that. But now it's all set. I'm going to do just that, even for my show this coming Saturday. I plan to have a, a database of my followers and um yeah okay steve do you want to play one more song i will i will what do you got it's a song called don't turn your back it's on uh the new uh, cd and it's a song about talking past each other and Mm. and it was influenced uh, i think if you hear the song you won't think of it that way but if i tell you uh what you know i'm gonna play it then you can ask me what it's about feel free to join in if you want (laughs) okay (laughs) i never seen 
to get ahead I can't put my past behind me No matter what I said or did Nothing ever worked out Never seemed to catch a break I can't elude the drama Remember, for goodness sake I pulled you out of a fire Why won't you ever just hear me out What did I do to deserve your disdain? When you realize that my mistakes Were never meant to hurt you ask you for the time of day you say your watch is broken no matter what I have to say you never hear my words I offer shelter from the rain you talk behind my back Bear in mind I ask of you Don't write off the past Why won't you ever just hear me out What did I do to deserve your derision? When will you realize when I vacillate I never meant to spurn you tell you of the ocean's rise you say that's just conjecture no matter which way I go you never go my way time is passing the days grow short fading in the darkness Harking back to memory Before sorrow There was love Why won't you ever just Hear me out What did I do To deserve your disapproval When you realize When I hesitate I never Meant to forsake you Mendick oh, yeah. from his upcoming album Following the Thunder and get it tomorrow starting Thursday. Well, hopefully, hopefully, Friday, hopefully, we'll see. On CD, CD Baby's Baby. just listening. Yeah. Or Amazon. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for joining us today on Dateline New Haven. Great thank to you be here. so much to two great local musicians with a world nice meeting. Buzz, nice meeting Tabiza, you too, Steve. Yeah, Got to get you in the Mendick. studio. Yes, please. And Tabiza, don't forget to follow See Tabiza live. Yes. Saturday, December 16th. Keller Adele Gallery in Westville Village at Westville. 7 p.m. Yes. And um, we're going to take it out. You know, I thank Yale New Haven Hospital for providing support for this program. 
Tabiza, while we're fading out, do you want to sing along to this track from one of your albums? Because in the middle, just to skip the other one. Should I skip one more? Yeah. Okay. Um, take two. <laughs> take two. Okay. Scoopy-doo. Ooh, that's right. All right, Tabiza's going to take it out. Steve Manning, Tabiza, Dave on your Haven. See you folks tomorrow with the pundits.